Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, Primers, and welcome to this issue 44 of DC Primetime from the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods on the Next Level Network, I am Rob Martin. And apologies, of course, it was totally my fault for not having a podcast posted last week. Um, Some stuff happening in personal life, but nothing too severe. So, um, and I was sick last weekend too, uh, partially in due, in fact, in due to the stuff going on. Um, but I just wanted to extend a personal apology for, cause I, Rob, you and I pride ourselves on at least putting out something every week. And I think since we started this podcast, I think last week was probably the first week we haven't put anything out. Yeah. I think it was our first time. So, um, not bad in like. Almost a year. That being the yeah, first week, much. that first weekend that we didn't put anything out, so it's it's not too big of a deal. Uh, but you know, I wanted to just extend the personal apology. It was my fault, and uh, I will try my best to make sure it doesn't happen again. No worries. <laughs> so we got uh, lots of news to talk about. Though, today. yeah, yeah, we posted on Facebook that we were going to talk this week. Of we were going to do our mid-season report cards of the four shows uh, since they're going to be coming back soon. However, change of plans due to the fact that we missed the show last week and a lot of news has come out of the TCAs in California about these shows coming. Uh, Plus, we're going to talk about the future of Gotham on this podcast as well, since Gotham is returning this week. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about Gotham and the future of Gotham as far as this podcast goes. Plus, we're pretty much just going to be spending the majority of the time this week on all of the news that came up because there's so much news it would... It, we'd have a two-hour podcast, two, three-hour podcast if we talked about the midseason report cards and all this news. The news is more important right now because it's fresh in our minds, so we want to talk about that. And we're going to do the midseason report cards next week when we talk about Gotham's return and uh, the other shows coming up. Mm-hmm. So um, also, depending on the length of this podcast, we'll let you know by the end of it. Uh, we might have one more. There's still some more stuff out of Atlanta that I want to post to everybody. Uh, and anything that doesn't get used as part of the podcast by the time the show's return will definitely be put on the Facebook page and on the Next Level uh, website as well. So it's all going to get shared to you whether or not we use it as part of the podcast or not. So we'll let you know when it's posted. But I did do a five-minute, five- or six-minute one-on-one interview with Rick Cosnett and at Heroes and Villains Atlanta. So most likely that's going to be tacked on to the end of this podcast as well. So that'll be another piece of Atlanta that I'll be sharing with you at the end of this. So, But what do we want to talk first? Do we want to talk Gotham's return and the future of Gotham on the podcast, or do we want to go into the TCA stuff? Well, actually, before we do that, uh, there was a one thing I almost forgot about to myself, too, is we actually have a contest run, uh, running yes. right now, and we have one entry so far, which is Shad, um, and that was, the whole idea is jump up on, uh, you know, Facebook.com slash DC Primetime, and basically, if you want to appear on the show when the shows come back, because uh, the shows are all starting to come back, I believe the uh, Supergirl is on January 23rd, yes. if memory serves correctly. Um, so that following Sunday, I don't have the date in front of me offhand, but, uh, if you just put up a fan theory about any of the shows that we currently talk about, um, and what we're going to do is me and Ben will choose at random and that person will, well, either that or actually, I think we said it's at random or whatever one, our favorite fan. Theory I, th- I is. think it, we, I think we said our favorite fan theory was the favorite one that's going to win. That's what it was. And, uh, that, that person will get to be the third seat on the chair, uh, third chair, but, um, that week uh, on the show, so we'll get a chance to have you on, talk to you, geek out with you, 
and uh, we'll have a blast. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing that. So I am too. I'm looking forward to having some of the listeners on the show too. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. it's a good opportunity for them to join into the conversation other than Facebook, and uh, it's it's an opportunity for us to have a, a fresh uh, view on everything as well. Yeah, so pretty much make sure if you are going to enter, and I know some people this this is, uh, you may love to listen, but you, you're like, I don't want to do a podcast, I'm not comfortable doing it, that's perfectly fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how many people enter, as long as there's an interest in doing this, we will run this kind of stuff, but if this goes great, we'll probably do another one of these during the summertime. Uh, maybe we'll get trying to do this twice a year. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this. And one of the caveats, too, that I know you mentioned last week as well is that in order to do the podcast with us, uh, you do have to have a microphone and you do have to have Skype. So, but I think those are pretty much the only two requirements that we have for, uh, yeah, I mean, for pretty much on. if you, if you have a smartphone, uh, you should be able to do this. Um, yeah, because there's a Skype app and you can just use the microphone on your phone. Yeah. And you just need to plug in a pair of headphones and you're good to go. Yep. So. Yep, that works. Super simple. So, yeah, so the contest uh, is still running. Uh, fan theories, just post them to the Facebook page or even message them to us. If you don't want to make them too public, uh, you can send it to us in a message and we'll get it either way. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's uh, let's tackle Gotham. Okay. Um, let's go into that one first. Okay. Yeah, I know we've been talking quite a bit over the past couple of weeks as to whether or not Gotham was going to continue being a part of this podcast. Uh, I-, I do personally feel a little bit of guilt if we drop it only because we've become friends with Drew Powell from the show. And, um, but I mean, you know, it's the podcast comes first over everything else. And we've been feeling lately that it's, it's kind of fallen by the wayside. It's, it's feeling almost more like it's becoming a chore to watch this show than an enjoyment like that we get out of the flash and arrow and Supergirl and legends. So we've been talking over the past couple of weeks, as you would know from being our listeners as to whether or not it's the, we were going to continue talking about Gotham on the podcast. And I think, Rob, if, if, I, if I'm correct, I think we've decided that this week, the return of the show, is what's going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, that's where we've decided it's going to determine its fate. Because they did like, kind of say, hey, we're going to do a lot of stuff in this coming uh, returning episode. I think the, the title is Ghosts. Uh, apparently we got teased that Jerome's return is happening in this episode. And even because of the TCA stuff, we can just bring the only Gotham story that came out of the TCAs was the show's coming back tomorrow night. So the day that you're hearing this, this Monday, it's actually, you're going to uh, see the show tonight. Um, but they did say we're only getting episodes through the end of January. So we're only getting, I think, three episodes. And then after that, they're taking a break until sometime in, I think, mid-April. So Gotham's gonna kind of be out of the picture for a little bit of a little bit of time there. So if the this episode doesn't wow us and maybe you're like, hey, it was really positive, but we're still not quite sure, maybe that means next week's episode will be the deciding factor. But right now, I think me and Ben both agree. If tomorrow night does not wow us, um, the game plan will be that Gotham will get dropped from the lineup because Powerless is starting up in just a few short weeks. Um, and we've been watching more and more promos for it. We're getting more and more interested for that show. Um, that way, Powerless will take over Gotham's spot when that show does indeed start. Um, maybe if it links up, maybe that we just do run Gotham for those three episodes, because Powerless, I think, kicks off right after that that last week. So, so that might actually work out perfectly. And then uh, if that's indeed the case and, you know, we like Powerless, Gotham will just become... Uh, an annual we'll do an annual for it after the other shows wrap up and say here you go we're still covering the show but it may not be in a week to week format yeah so yeah um yeah so this week as of right now this week is going to be this return is going to be the the deciding factor but as you mentioned rob it's it may come down to the next two episodes as well depending on how this how well this one comes over so uh so well yeah we'll see how that is uh, when the show returns tomorrow or tonight by the time you're listening to this or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, regardless, it comes back this week, so this ep- this week's episode is going to be the one that decides. And you know what? I, I'm i kind of on the fence about everything. Like, part of me, like, half of me is, you know, if we drop Gotham from the podcast, I'm actually okay with it. Uh, it gives us more time to spend on the other shows plus talk about Powerless. Uh, but if we don't end this episode with Jerome wows me, I'm perfectly fine keeping on talking about it, especially if my excitement for the show comes back. Right. I mean, I think it's one of those things is all these other shows, they feel like they constantly earn their spot, especially this season for everybody. 
And Gotham's been the one that just hasn't felt that way. It had a really strong start, and then it really fell apart. Yeah. Um, and not, well, fell apart in a big way. It just did nothing new, did nothing exciting. It didn't take any risks. Um, and we just want to see it kind of get back to the height it got into in some of the points in Season 2. Um, and just kind of where they left this off, you know, right before midseason when we even said it didn't feel like a midseason finale. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people thinking about this off the top of my head, too. There might be some people that think it might be a little unfair uh, because Arrow had its time where it dropped Mm -hmm. off as well. You know, season four was not exactly the best, Uh, you know, and there might be people out there. Well, how come you didn't drop Arrow when Arrow was, you know, flailing like a fish? Well, Arrow also had two really spectacular seasons before it and a a, a decent season in the third. So it's got a stronger backbone to it than Gotham. If you're flailing already into the second season of a show, uh, you're obviously a little weaker than Arrow. Right. Uh, And you you shouldn't be flailing like this into your second season. You should still be pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're we're in season three of Gotham and yeah, the first season was a mixed bag. The second season was a mixed bag that ended on a strong note. Like the first half of the season was really rough and the second half was great. But um, when you're looking at, well, out of, we're now two and a half seasons into this show, and I can only say there's been one full season of material that's been great. That's kind of a little questionable. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, one of the things, too, is as you kind of backing up your point about Arrow, um, you kind of look at it, though, too. Arrow is also an integral part of the the CW uh, DC it, it ties into every other show that we're watching, yeah. So. so it has it has a lot of importance still. Yeah. So. I mean, Arrow technically is the anchor to all these other shows. They all mm-hmm. started because of Arrow. So Arrow still has to play a part in, in everything. Right. So, uh, But cool. So with that being said, you know, if you guys still have an opinion on Gotham and, you know, we'd love to hear it. Uh, Facebook.com slash DC Primetime. Post on the Facebook page. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. If you think we should, if you have already decided you think we should drop it, let us know. Uh, if you think it it's really has a strong shot of coming back uh, and being exciting again, let us know. I mean, we'll take everything into consideration because we do yeah. this for you guys. So we, of course, want to hear what you think. Yep. So let's get to the TCA stuff and the rest of the news that came out over the course of the two weeks. A lot of news stories and some stuff that I'm really excited about. I know you are, yeah. too. Uh, I think one of the things that we can get into, and I apologize, uh, you know, we normally, like, we just kind of go through the news and I kind of ramble through it uh, and say, here, this is what's going on. If there's something big, we'll talk about it for half a second. This we're going to kind of get into. Um, but I will be honest with you guys, it's really difficult to kind of look at the last two weeks. Um, I think I currently have about 35 tabs open in my browser. So, and I was trying to like just get them in any kind of semblance of an order. So, like, here's all the stuff about the movie universe. This is all Flash, and I'm like, this is impossible. I can't read any of the shit. So, um, so yeah, we're we're just gonna kind of jump into it. And as we kind of go through this, I think the best one I really kind of feel like we got to start with right off the bat is since the TCAs did happen last weekend, um, we did get straight up confirmation that Legends of Tomorrow, Flash. Arrow and Supergirl are all signed and coming back for season six for Arrow, season you know four for Flash, season three for Legends and Supergirl. So already we're off to a very good start here. Yes. So, um, so that means hey, this show will continue. <laughs> <laughs> Early renewals are always good for the shows. They're and they're good for us. So um, I know right. I, I know I've talked to some people too who were worried about Legends, and I was never worried about Legends. Because um, it's it's a strong show. I know some people who say I have a friend who says it's not his favorite out of the four shows. It's probably his fourth favorite out of all the out of all four shows. But I mean, when it comes to these four shows, like saying it's your least favorite of the four is not saying it's a bad show. Yeah, you it's know? Just maybe it's probably just not your cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. Like you still watch it. You're, you're still enjoying it every week. It just means it's not as big of a favorite as the other four shows. So saying it's your least favorite out of all four of them doesn't mean it's a horrible show. Uh, and for all the people that were worried about legends, I, I know I was never worried. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think right now it, it's the biggest question that's still kind of not answered in the mix is uh, what kind of season pickup is legends going to get? Is it going to be, Hey, we're kind of come back in with 12 episodes. Then, Hey, we're going to change it to 16. You know, 
are they going to do what they did this season? Is it going to be, what was it, a 15, 15 episode pickup for season one? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I we generally have no idea. That's We're probably not going to find that out until summertime, exactly where that falls. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see what they plan on doing. And I think Legends, the reason why so many people maybe had that feeling that it was going to do something different, is this show is proving that it has no problem changing and evolving into different things every season. So everybody was like, are they going to go in a completely different route with this or what? So, um, But I'm happy to see that it, it is straight up Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, so. and I don't know if it's something we've mentioned on the podcast yet or not, but um, one of the other things I found interesting, too, about Legends is that it's moving. It's changing nights. <coughs> yeah, it's uh, going to Tuesday nights. Yeah, it's going to follow um, The Flash. Right, which I think is the right show for it to follow. If they're going to do that, and I'm sure a lot of the reasoning for this is because their mid-season shows are about to begin, like the 100, um, which I'm super pumped for. Uh, that's that's a show that's not enough people talk about that on CW that's, that's secretly amazing. Um, but with that starting up, and then I know, um, I believe, do, 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 what other show is coming back soon? Uh, I think iZombie, but I think iZombie is even a little later in the traditional mid-season pickup point. Um and I think that's going to come kick into play in another month or two. So I think they're opening up their Thursday time slots for those shows to come back and still have the DC stuff going. Yeah. So well, I, I think having – oh, go ahead. I was going to say I also heard a rumor too about the announcement of another DC show that's going to be popping up soon. Uh, and I don't think we've seen that announcement as of yet. So I don't know what the show is going to be, and I don't know where it's going to be fitting as far as networks go. So they could also possibly be opening up a spot for that. It's very possible. I mean, the only thing we do know at this point, and we can kind of – actually, this is a great time for just to throw this in here. I mean, they're, the only new property that has been announced is uh, CW Seed is going to be doing an animated John Constantine uh, you know, series with uh, Matt Ryan. So that got announced uh, just at the same time as well, the TCAs. Like, I think within a day of the TCAs wrapping. Yeah. I think that Monday they, they made that announcement. So, maybe, that was the, um, maybe that was the show they were hinting at. Uh, uh, well, we, we, we still know that there's a Black Lightning project that's out there that may be attached to Fox. We don't quite know quite yet as far as what's going to happen. Uh, if that is still in process, Krypton's still over at Sci-Fi. Maybe if they choose to scrap that and they're going to do something different, we have no idea. I kind of hope know they. This... I kind of hope they scrap that. I do too. Um, I, the only thing we know right now, and they have confirmed, hey guys, it's not Superman. Uh, there's still no big discussions about Tyler coming back yet and putting on the cape um, for Supergirl anytime yet. Still this season, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if. They said, hey, he's going to make make at least one more appearance this season. I, I kind of think he's going to by the, the by the finale. I think that's kind of the right way to bookend their, this season of Supergirl. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, because just the week before, they're like, hey, you know, Teddy Sears and Black Flash is not going to happen. And then we got a big story about that this week, too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, things kind of are always changing hands very quick as far as discussions because there's just a lot of people involved in making these shows run so it's one of those things it's don't be too surprised when when something kind of shakes up and things change up a little bit when they get into it yeah. so um but yeah i mean i'm very curious to see and i'm kind of bummed to see that tyler is got no plans for a you know a show at this point in time uh, that was one of the things that i was kind of hoping for and i think that's really going to depend solely on how uh justice league does and how people view that character when he does return on the big screen. Hopefully, it's with a a, a better um, a better reception. I think is the best way we can put it. And a better demeanor. Yeah, and I think they're going to be able to look at the the Hotchlin version of the character that you saw on CW and Supergirl um, as something that they're going to try to aim to to kind of capture. And I think that's a great way that they have something that they can reflect back on now. So yeah. Um, hmm. so Black Flash discussion, I think that's a big one that we need. Yeah, to I mean, we, we, we did already make mention of it, too, and this is something I think we could talk about. Okay, um, so one of the things is we mentioned really fast in that quick uh, discussion there was that the Black Flash is indeed coming back, but it's not coming back to just Flash, which all of a sudden is kind of a, wait a second, what does that mean? Uh, so obviously one of the things that they did say in this little message of the TCAs was that we do know Teddy Sears is not going to be the one to be playing the character that having to do with him being on 24 legacy. 
Um, so makes a lot of sense. Uh, the conflicts of shooting schedules, but they did say that uh, he's going to be appearing in all of the DC TV universe in a big, big way this year. So and so that says, hey, we're still seeing him this season, which is kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know where your thoughts are right now, but my guess is we're going to see him on Legends of Tomorrow because of the Reverse Flash. I think that's straight up going to happen. And then I think we're going to see him primarily there in the Flash, but I don't see a lot of reasoning for him to be in Arrow or Supergirl. Yeah, so. I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like I I can understand um, Supergirl a little bit only because of the fact that you know Barry has the the. I think if he ends up on Supergirl, I think it might be due to maybe he followed Barry. Barry, like there's an instant because we do know there's a musical crossover coming up, which I think there's a little bit of news on as well. Um, but um, so I don't know where that's going to play. I don't know if that's going to happen in the Earth One universe or if it's going to happen on the Earth. Um, I forget. Did we? Did they determine what number Earth? I think it was Earth Four. No, I can't remember. For, for, for Supergirl. Oh, uh, crap. Uh, is it Earth 15? Earth, Earth 16, I, yeah, I want to say? Yeah, I think it's around there, and I can't remember. But uh, we have to go back and look that up. I, <laughs> I think that's going to... Actually, you know what? I'm going to do that now, because that's going to bother me for yeah, a while. Yeah, because let me know. But <laughs> we don't know where that musical crossover is going to happen, whether it's going to be on Supergirl's Earth or it's going to be on Barry's Earth. So there could potentially be something there that, if it happens on Supergirl's Earth, potentially the Black Flash follows him to that Earth Maybe there's something there with the, the Black Flash not liking the fact that he can travel through dimensions. I I don't know. Uh, Earth 38. Oh, we were way off. Yeah, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't get the Arrow aspect of it. I mean, again, um, unless this is some kind of four-part storyline that just involves Barry and not everybody. Uh, you know, and that's something that is, is pertaining to that for that particular reason. Um but on the regards to, to the news of this, I'm excited for it because I, I do – I have been wanting to see the Black Flash ever since we got that glimpse of it at the end of season two. Um, but I'm kind of bummed that it's not Teddy Sears because I do love Teddy Sears uh, as an actor. And um, I was excited for the potential of him coming back as the Black Flash. But it, it's still a, an awesome character that I didn't know if we would ever see a return to television. And I'm excited that we're, we're going to see it. Yeah, I mean, one of the kind of things to even say with that character, too, is, you know, he, he does look like a zombie in, you know, a flash suit. So, it not being Teddy Sears, I don't know if I want to see Teddy Sears in zombie makeup under that. So, if they kind of just do a kind of a CG thing, which is kind of how we saw the Black Flash originally, um, I think that's kind of more the the realm that they may go with this. Um so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's kind of one of the situations where how we dealt with uh, Zoom or Savitar, where we had these, you know, iconic voices in TV and cinema. Um, one of those people kind of backing that voice. I think that would be fine. I think either way, it's great. I'm just excited the fact that we are going to see the Black Flash come back. So, um, but yeah, I can definitely see there's going to be some major involvement in Legends of Tomorrow and then uh, again with... Uh, the Flash too, but yeah, yeah I, I'm curious if it will tie into some other things. But the only thing I think that... this is, go ahead, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I'm just kind of pumped the fact that they're doing it this year because it feels like between Flash alone, so much is going to still be happening in this back half because we're like, holy crap, man, we still have the two part episode that's the Girl Garage story. We know there's the Flash Supergirl crossover that we still have to do. They still have to deal with all the Savitar stuff. Now we know we got Black Flash coming. Still, I mean. Holy crap, man, there's a lot still happening in Flash the second half. Well, I think with this the second half of Flash too. Um I think we're I think they're actually going to be taking a break from the Savitar stuff for a while cuz that you know when the season wrapped up, we did see them get rid of that box in the time stream. So yeah. I think it's going to be a little while before we're going to see that box returned. I think it's probably going to be closer to the end of the season. Maybe the last five to ten episodes are when we're going to see the Savitar things return. And all this stuff with Gorilla Grodd and Black Flash, I think this is all the stuff we're going to see in, in going into the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, we do know kind of their their thought process for the last half of the season is they're going to be trying to, every week, make a some form of a change to see if it alters the timeline. Yeah. So I think we're going to see them spend a lot of time in that time vault and looking at that newspaper kind of very a la Harrison Wells in season one. It's kind of like, well, things went wrong, and Barry is missing. And when is he coming back? Because he has to come back. Um, 
So I think we're going to see a lot of that one. They're going to just keep staring at that byline and see if Eris, uh, or not Eris, bleh, sorry, I've been playing Final Fantasy Iris. recently. Iris. <laughs> is, her name jumps back up on that byline. So. Yeah. The only thing when it comes to Black Flash, though, that I would like to see is I want to see an actual physical actor portray this role. I, 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 I like, I thought it was a cool effect when they did the CGI aspect of it, of, you know, Zoom becoming uh, Black Flash. But, um, we're already getting a primarily CGI character in Savitar, which we know is going to eventually become an actual physical actor. I want to see the same thing with with Black Flash. I don't want to see I don't want to see a constant CGI character. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I think it w- if they went either or, um, I don't think it would crush my crush my soul on on any of that. I mean, I think I'd still feel fine. But yeah, I'm I, I'm right there with you. I would prefer to see somebody tangible there. So. Yeah. I'd still be excited. Again, like you, I'd still be excited to see it. But if I had a preference, I want to see a physical actor play the role. Yeah. Um, And then, like I said, we just mentioned, too, uh, we know Grill Grodd's coming back. Um, One of the great parts about that, though, is uh, Keith David, (laughs) who is going to be joining The Flash um, just for those two parters, playing uh, the voice of Solovar, um, who who is kind of the the, one of the nemesis to uh, Grill Grodd. who is the person and the ape that runs Gorilla City? So, um, and so we do know of, indeed we are going back to Earth Two for this. So, um, I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out. Uh, we do know uh, one of the episodes of the two part. One of them takes place in Gorilla City on Earth Two, and the other one takes place on Earth One. So, uh, but the fact that we are going to get Salvar in the mix, and the fact that it's voiced by Keith David, that's just kind of exciting. I, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. So. Uh, he's got such an awesome and great commanding voice, so what better way to do it? But we do know that this is episodes 13 and 14 of this year. Um, my guess is this is going to be late February. I think this should kind of time up right around there, uh, near the end of February, maybe even first week of March. So, uh, Well, let's see, as far as Flash as well. Somebody else that is making a return, and we don't know exactly how or when, but Robbie Mel is coming back as Ronnie Raymond in Flash Season 3 in some way, shape, or form. Um, so we don't know if this is going to be kind of a alternate Earth kind of thing, or if this is actually Ronnie Raymond that disappeared in when they closed the breach into Earth 2. Um, so who knows yet? Um, I'm very kind of curious to see how this is going to play out. Uh, I kind of like to hope that he maybe he still exists and kind of maybe got kicked across into another universe somehow and just doesn't know how to get back. So I don't know where you uh, you stand on that one. Um, I, I kind of it's funny because like we talked about Constantine coming back for a di- uh, for an animated show and uh, you know I spoke with Matt Ryan in Atlanta and it was never brought up obviously because it was probably still very under wraps and it was something they couldn't talk about. Uh, and I'm wondering the same thing now with my panel with Robbie Amell is that I wonder if he knew about this at the time that we were talking about this back in November and this was something he just simply could not talk about. Uh, this could be something that just has developed in between then too, you know, yeah, in, no, in that it's very true. so, but I'm excited about it. I'm, I don't know. I, I've always had this theory that when he went up into the vortex at the end of season one, he was still very much alive. Um, you know, just sucked to a different earth at some point in time because of that vortex. So, because I, I think, if and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that vortex was such an anomaly. Did it not connect to every earth in, in one way or another? Or was it, it sounds, just to one? It, it sounds like it kind of connected to just the multiverse. They were really loose about that at the end of season one, exactly what that was. So. Meaning that anything that went through it could have ended up on any earth. Or it could have been destroyed. It's one of those things It was so early before they, I think, got into how time travel, uh, not even time travel, but uh, how, um, you know, trans dimension uh, and trans earth, you know, uh, just moving around and it's kind of exploring how that's going to function in these shows. I mean, I, I don't even think they had an idea, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw anything at us with this. Yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, I, I think there's a chance that he could have just been taken to a different Earth and he's now finally found his way back. Um, yeah. Hopefully, that's what it is. Yeah, my guess is he's traversing the multiverse somewhere, too. That's that's where my, my heart is uh, at currently with his character. But so. I'd, be, I'd be interested to see, though, in how they're going to get around the storyline 
that because doesn't in order to what I think one of the flaw, one of the parts of his character was that he needed another half to kind of keep him contained. That's why he's connected with De- with Doctor Stein. So I'd be curious to see who he's connected with now, because I think the return of Ronnie Raymond would potentially mean if it is the same Ronnie Raymond and not a different Earth to Earth version of Ronnie, I, it'd be potential because it also means the introduction of another character. Uh, it makes you kind of wonder if they're going to have him fused with a Jason Rush, so kind of mimicking the actual comics. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be really cool to have him come back, still be Firestorm, and holy crap, it's what everybody thinks of the traditional comic book current version of that character. Yeah. Or one of the more recent versions of that character. So, um, But yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how they're going to go with that, but... Either or, uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Robbie Amell. Uh, he's been a character and an actor that's been sorely missed from this show. So um, so how about this? Why don't we dive in because I've got, I think, three or four tabs right in front of me right now that is talking about the DC uh, movie universe. And we can take a quick break from TV and before we get back into it. So, um, so one of the first things we can get into real quick is let's do a little Wonder Woman talk. So... We do know, as far as Justice League is concerned, we will see a fully evolved version of Wonder Woman. Uh, if her movie's kind of her prequel to, you know, and her origin stories, um, Batman versus Superman was kind of like, this is somebody that's now kind of detached from the world. Uh, but they did kind of say, and Zack Snyder kind of teased and said, you know, when we see her in Justice League, this is going to be the Wonder Woman that everybody has always thought of. Um, and very specifically, her kind of having ties back to mankind was due to the death and the sacrifice of Kal-El. So it sounds like we will be seeing what everybody always thinks of as that traditional Wonder Woman um, in Justice League. So that's I, I, one of those things that helps helps me feel a little bit more um, on point. I mean, she was still kind of the, the shining star of uh, Batman versus Superman. So, um, but yeah, if they have a full movie to play with her, I'm really curious to see how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, one of the other things we did find out, too, speaking of Wonder Woman, is that we did find out officially for her movie, uh, the lead villain is indeed Ares, which I'm sure almost surprised nobody at all. <laughs> um, the only other thing other person people really could thought it was going to be was Cheetah, and I was like, really? That's how you're going to start off? That's kind of not the right way to go. So, um, But I think, uh, I think Ares is indeed the right call. I- I'm happy to see that they're going to get into, you know... Um, the Greek uh, Greek pantheon a little bit, and maybe they're going to dive into a little bit of what the New 52 uh, intro of Wonder Woman was, which was probably some of my favorite writing uh, that came out of the New 52. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely pick up those trades because they are freaking fantastic. <laughs> um, now, jumping over a little bit, and we kind of get a chance to jump into Ben Affleck a little bit. I know there's been so many conflicting stories over the last couple weeks as far as they're like, well, he still hasn't come out and said he's doing this movie uh, as far as directing. Um, you know, obviously, we know he's tied to a Batman film, at least as a starring role. And then it sounds like he finally was pushed into giving an answer about what the hell is really going on. Um and it was kind of like, look, I'm going to be doing this. He's like, but that when, when that day comes, and should that day come, it's going to be the most pressure, the most stress I've ever experienced in my professional life. There's zero doubt about that at all. Um, so, And he's like, you know, this is something that's why it's been such a scary thing for me to come out and say I'm doing this movie. He's like, he's like, superhero movies get this attention that is nothing like any other film I've ever done. You cast the 14th lead in this movie, and the internet goes absolutely batshit crazy. I understand and embrace that, and that's part of the pressure that comes along with doing this. That's why I'm uh, I'm not going to do it unless I feel absolutely 100% confident in doing it. But then he was like, he's like, I'm feeling pretty damn confident about doing this. So it sounds like there's a little part of him that's still like, I don't quite know. He's still a little skeptical. Um, yeah, He's still a little skeptical, and I think for him, it's he wants to make sure Justice League isn't a flop. Uh, but, I mean, right now they've been talking about spring for uh, shooting this film and starting production. And uh, I think they're keep talking more and more that that's going to get pushed off bit by bit. So uh, he did say that he wants to see a massive overhaul in the costume, though, because he said if he is directing, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to direct in that suit. So <laughs> uh, he said uh, he's like some modifications, at least to make it a little easier to take on and off. Um, that way he's uh, not ready to pass out and you know he's basically filled with ulcers by the end of the shooting so <laughs> um i'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it i really do hope that regardless he is the man behind the camera on that one so. i yeah i do too i mean he's a phenomenal director and 
to see what his take of directing a superhero movie would be, especially a character that he's so passionate about playing. Uh, I, I, I really think that he would not let any wrong happen to this film. But he's absolutely right. I mean, the fans are, you know, you they see an image of, like, the Batmobile from the movie, and if it doesn't meet their criteria in their head, they're totally up in arms about it. I mean, it's... I think fandom for movies like this is some of the most devout and and crazy at the same time that, you know, the moment you're attached to a superhero movie, whether you're an actor, you're a writer, you're a director, you are automatically scrutinized. And, yeah. and, he, and he's absolutely right. It's a lot of pressure, especially with a character like Batman that's so beloved. Yeah. Uh, and he did talk a little bit more, too, as far as... Uh... You know, when it gets to his movie on who he thinks the leading lady should be for uh, his Batman flick. And his thought process was to go back to Vicki Vale, who has had a lot of uh, presence in the comics in the past. We recently just saw her in a new take on her in uh, the Telltale Batman game. Uh, and he was saying specifically the person he thought most fit for that role would be Sienna Miller, uh, which I think would be a, a great casting choice. I do, so too. I agree. She, she would be a wonderful Vicki Vale, so I'd love to see that uh, actually be the case. Because um, uh, I guess one of the reporters was pushing, "Hey, uh, is Catwoman coming back? Are you going to make a push for her?" And he's like, "He's like, well, we've seen her not that long ago, so is it really necessary right now?" And he's like, "You know, I think Vale is a good, uh, strong, bitchy character that can kind of help keep his ass in check, and uh, I think that would work out well. I, I do agree on that one. So, um, so sticking into that universe a little bit more, we finally got some word on Green Lantern." Um, and specifically Green Lantern Corps, uh, that movie that they teased, I think, about a year or two ago at this point. Uh, I know it's been kicking around for quite some time. People were really hoping we were going to see one of those characters in Justice League. Uh, time will still tell on that one. But uh, we did find out officially uh, that Warner Brothers has placed David Goyer and Justin Rhodes as the head writers for the film. Uh, Goyer's got me a little nervous, I've got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> he's been a little all over the place. But they have said the movie is going to be a kind of lethal weapon in space. And it will feature both um, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. So um, they did confirm that they are indeed the heads for this specifically. So if When you put it that way, and it's mentioned as a lethal weapon in space, because I didn't even know about that until you just brought it up right now. Um I that gets me kind of excited. For I that. never thought of it that way, and I'm like, that would kind of work. Yeah, that, like if it's put in, if it's put that way, and that's actually what they pull across. Like that's the vibe that they pull with that film. Uh, I'm excited for it because I I think that holds a lot of potential, especially with the dynamic of the two lanterns working together. If it is very uh, like lethal weapon esque. Yeah, and not to mention too, when you talk about the Green Lantern Corps as a whole, it's not going to just be two lanterns. We're going to see a buttload of lanterns so i mean that's i think one of the most exciting parts about this is seeing everybody else in the mix so kind of exciting uh and sticking into green lantern for a second too uh sterling brown who is coming uh coming up soon in black panther uh from ryan coogler uh has said he has officially thrown his hat in the ring to play john stewart and i hate to say it but um yeah Sterling, I think you're kind of hosed, man. You, you signed up with MCU, and I don't think they're going to allow you to do both. So, <laughs> probably uh, not. So you should have chose, if you wanted to play Stuart, you, you probably have, should not be in Black Panther. And uh, I don't think that's that's a choice you're going to have anymore. So, uh, Which is a shame, because he is a good actor. Yeah. But uh, So uh, I, I would say, um, and I think that's one thing that we everybody kind of knows just out there in general. You're not going to see a lot of crossover between... Uh, MCU and the DC Extended Universe films. It's just not going to happen. Well, I mean, um, I, I think there is an exception to that, only in that... Occasionally. Occasionally. I mean, Aflac is somebody who's done both. Um, well, although Daredevil was not MCU at the time. Right. Um, and I was also thinking J.K. Simmons, in which Spider-Man was not MCU. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there really has been anybody who's done both. Yeah, we haven't seen any crossover. I mean, you know, we, we've seen people in previous experiments with uh, on Marvel films or DC films and stuff like that. I mean, Chris, elsewhere. Chris Evans was both Human Torch and Captain America. But again, yeah. Fantastic Four, not MCU. So, right. Yeah, that's true. So I, one of those things that kind of uh, it makes you scratch your head a little bit and you're like, hey, that's the first time I think we've seen anybody in that mix. But I think you're one or the other. I think that's exactly how, unfor unfortunately, that's going to play out. Yeah. Uh, so, and the DCU is, you know, like, like you know, their their actor list is starting to get pretty stacked. 
um, which is pretty insane. Um, I mean, we've got amazing talent now on both sides, and I think that's where it's going to hold. So very curious to see how it's going to play out. Um, one of the things we actually did too, and I don't even have a tab up for this, but I know we haven't got a chance to talk about it. We did get 100% confirmation that Lex Luthor is indeed going to be in Justice League. Um, there has been a lot of talk for a long time that people are like, well, is he getting just kind of written off? Nobody's quite sure. Uh, it has indeed been confirmed. Uh, and it does sound like as well for Justice League, we will, will indeed be seeing inside Arkham Asylum at some point in the film, which I'm very excited to see. I'm extremely got, excited for that. We only got a light tease of it. If you watch the extended edition where you see a little bit of Batman actually confronting Lex um, at the very end uh, when he is, I believe, actually locked up in Blackgate or Iron Heights. It's one of the two. And um, they talk about transferring him to Arkham when you see Lex with his uh, shaved head. So, Well, I mean, not only that, but you look at the rest of the Batman films that we've seen in the cinematic universe going all the way back to Michael Keaton. The only time we've ever seen Arkham Asylum in a Batman movie was at the end of Batman Forever. Yeah, uh, sadly. Well, well, no, you saw a lot of it in Batman and Robin. Sadly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, with with Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Yeah. So I tend to forget hey. about that movie. And you actually, I take the back, you actually did see it because uh, Crane worked at uh, Arkham in uh, the Nolan movies. Okay, so, so apparently I don't know him. what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not very prevalent, but I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to see a more traditional Arkham. And that's we saw a we that's, saw that's what, I'm what was a campy, campy version of it in the Schumacher films, and then uh, um, a very kind of sterile version of it in Nolan. So yeah, but now it, you know, hopefully we'll get like the dark gothic uh, version of Arkham Asylum, like that we know from the the video games and and such too. Right. Um, Let's see, where should we poke around next? Well, because we're still in the film universe. Actually, we talked about actors in the fray. Um, so let's talk to Wayne Johnson. Because uh, he just had um, some very uh, apparently in-depth uh, meetings with the brass over at DC's films uh, division. So, And apparently he's just like, there is a lot of fun and optimistic changes on the way. And holy crap, I can't wait to talk to you guys about this. So... I guess uh, Shazam is moving forward. Um, um, I, yeah, I think so. But um, I'm a huge I You know what? I'm a fan of The Rock. I'm a fan of Dwayne Johnson. You know, I've loved him since uh, when I was drastically younger and still watching, you know, wrestling here and there when he was around. Uh, he was just such an electric personality. Yeah. And then uh, immediately after that, when he made his transition and Scorp- movies like The Rundown. Scorpion Rundown King. Rundown and Scorpion King. And you're like, I love this dude. Yeah. Well, Scorpion King, he had like three minutes, and then there was a terrible CG version that looks kind of like PS2 graphics nowadays. Very Go true. back and watch it. So, uh, but when I saw him in the rundown, and just he was the focal focal point and the lead actor in that, I'm like, this guy's just got it. Like he's just so fun to watch. So, really looking forward to seeing what they do with him. And uh, yeah, man, can you imagine seeing seeing him going up against Superman at some point? Because it'd be awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I think it will happen, too. That's the one of the things that I can think more than likely. And wasn't we'll, we'll see that come to pass. Didn't there wasn't there a picture that floated around the Internet of him and Henry Cavill having a drink? Yeah. Uh, and it was just a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd be very curious to see how that would play out. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy to see that those discussions haven't broke down because a lot of people were wondering because there's never been much about that flick for a, quite a long time, except of, hey, yeah, we're still working on it. Yeah, it's the same thing can be said about the Mass Effect movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's one of those wait and sees, but I do hope indeed that it comes to pass. Uh, and because we have to, we are talking about Justice League and stuff and all that. Still, um, there is also a great new photo of the team minus uh, Superman coming out of the flying fox, which is a great shot. Uh, it looks like it's Batman in his full teched out suit. We see Wonder Woman, Cyborg, um, you know, Flash, and Aquaman carrying the trident and all. Uh, and it's just such a fantastic picture. If you haven't checked it out yet, I know it's on our Facebook page, so you can skim through the last two weeks of uh, of news stories there and check that out. Well, apparently there uh, is a version photoshopped online, too, of Superman in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so I guess we can get back to the TV realm. I think that kind of cleans up everything we need to discuss as far as uh, um, the film. Actually, no, one last thing for the film universe. Um and that's specifically just a whole bunch more promos that are out there now for the Lego Batman movie, 
which the more and more I see of this, the better and better and better it's looking. Um, I am beyond excited. The one thing that may bother a couple people, though, uh, is Lego Batman is about to pull a killing joke. And it sounds like we will see Bruce Wayne and Barbara Gordon potentially have a little bit of a love interest. Um, thankfully, um, they're not going to be fucking on a rooftop, hopefully, in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, it is a family film, so it's... so. Uh, yeah, so it's a wait and see, but, um, I don't, I don't know if you watched any of the new promos, but if you, uh, turn on Hulu, it, they're, they're running constantly on there now too. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, brand new clips, but, uh, the, the best one is the nerds promo. If you haven't checked that one out, uh, that one's just awesome. So <laughs> definitely do yourself a favor and track that one down. So, um, if we stick to the small screen, but before we get back into the Arrowverse, we've got a couple uh, things to clean up real quick. Uh, that being that we did see a little bit of news about Young Justice, and they did say we will see a brand new uh, LGBT character in Season 3. We have not found out exactly who that will be, if this is an existing character or a new character coming into the mix with the show, uh, or if they're just changing up a backstory. But I like to see that they are shaking things up and changing things up a little bit, so... Um, if you haven't watched it, Ben, um, finish season two. <laughs> yeah, I, I There's need so to. much, so much that that happens in that show and is super worthy of your time. So, um, but you know, what? before we get back to the Arrowverse, let's head over to Powerless because a lot has happened in the past few weeks with Powerless between, well, Christ, does the massive show direction change? As I kind of men- mentioned when we first got our, uh, main promo of the new direction of the show. Uh, I kind of rec- uh, said it kind of reminded me of a show called Better Off Ted. I don't know if anybody out there has used to watch the show. Um, it was a very different kind of take and a research and development firm for a large corporation. And this is exactly how the show feels. I do think I think the insurance adjuster angle was a little bit more grounded and a little less you know over the top. But what I've seen so far, I don't know about you, Ben, but this looks to be a ton of fun. I can't wait for this show. Uh, I really yeah. can't. I mean, I mentioned this to you when we were doing prep for, for this issue, but, you know, I love Alan Tudyk, and you put a show with him and Danny Pudi together, not to mention, but Ron Funches in the show as well, and I saw a bunch of other familiar faces of character actors that I know. Uh, I'm excited for this. I mean, it's just... you. It had me sold on the fact that we know who Alan Tudyk's character is. Yeah. And we now found out that he is the cousin of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, which is Because they awesome. have moved the show from the random insurance firm to they are now working for Wayne Securities. And they are making the special products that keep normal people safe from the superpowered beings in the city. So the fact that that's purely all they're doing is developing new ways to save people uh, through that. And then uh, Alan Tudyk's character is Vandiver Wayne. So, uh, and he is very douchey and very wonderful. Um, and I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing where he goes with this. So, yeah, but it's very I, over I, I can't wait. I, I really can't wait to talk about to watch this show and to talk about it uh, on the podcast. Yeah, uh, absolutely excited about this. And I believe the show does indeed start up on February 2nd. So, and that's on NBC. So, very much looking forward to watching the show. But uh, if you haven't checked it out, there is about three new promos for the show up. Um, the one where it's it pretty much there's a Batman's cousin promo, which is where we just mentioned that's a big focus on Alan Tudyk. Uh, and then for, uh, you know, working for Bruce Wayne's and Wayne Securities, where you actually even see uh, the bat signal in one of them, which I think was a great touch. Um, but yeah. It's it's one of those shows I think it's really going to demand people's attention, and I think it could be something incredibly special if they do it right. So um, it's just a wait and see. So we're not far away from it now. Agreed. Uh, so let's head over to Supergirl, and uh, because we're in Supergirl mix, we can a little tie a little bit of Flash together into this, and that being the musical crossover episodes. So uh, we did say for the longest time that um, we pretty much could guarantee and we guessed that Music Meister was going to be the big bad. And what do you know? But we were right on this one again. So <laughs> <laughs> they did indeed confirm it. They haven't cast anybody yet in the role. There was an interview recently with um, Neil Patrick Harris, and he was actually drilled on this after the TCAs did indeed happen. And he said, he's like, well, he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I did play the character in the past. And uh, he's like, I, I think it would be kind of exciting to do it. 
Uh, and he's like, it sounds like from what they're writing right now, it sounds like it's very much uh, very similar in tone to Once More with Feeling from Buffy. And he's like, and that makes him even more thrilled to do this. So I hope it happens. The fact, the fact that he even knows that much is leading me more and more and more to think that he is indeed going to play the character. I, I can tell you right so. now, if that happens and he does play Music Meister, um, with the exception of the first Supergirl Flash crossover and Invasion, this is going to probably be end up being one of my favorite episodes of this show. Yeah. Uh, and I think they said uh, just this past week the script should have been 100% complete. And um, they said they are definitely taking a very Buffy ins- uh, inspiration from this. And they did say that uh, it might be a more original songs than we expect. So let's get Joss Whedon involved. It would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to see it. But you know what? Regardless, um, I totally feel that Berlanti and Kreisberg, they've got this in the bag. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would not be afraid of this. And they did say we are going to be seeing lots of both of the casts. Um, so. Um, not to not to fear, but we'll we'll see a very wide wide mix because I'm pretty sure we'll see Cisco sing. Pretty sure we're gonna see Joe sing. Um, oh, if we don't I, see Joe know, sing, there's something wrong with this crossover. And I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Victor Garber in the mix somewhere on that too. That'd so. be awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, apparently I disclosed every window I had open. Oh Yay. no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, hold on. No, it's cool. Uh Ways to save that stuff. So, huzzah. I don't um, think there's really too many stories left. No, no. Um, really, right now, we're getting down into the nitty-gritty of the remainder of things. So, if we jump into the last little bit for Supergirl, uh, there is an extended promo of the upcoming return, which I think we did say is twenty, the January 23rd, that yes. Monday. Uh, and we are going to see Livewire. Um, come back into the mix. So it'd be kind of cool to see what they're going to do with that. This is the Kevin Smith-directed episode titled Supergirl Lives. Uh, in the Supergirl world as well, uh, one of the things we did see in the promo, it looks like Supergirl is on another planet, so I think we're going to see a lot more of that mon stuff. Wouldn't be surprised if we are indeed heading to War World in this episode. Um, as far as uh, some other things happening in the background of that show, it sounds like also we will be seeing a relationship beginning to bloom between McGann and John Jones. So um, a kind of a nice little twist into the mix, but I think it's you've been kind of seeing that being built in the background of that show, and I think it's the right call. Um, I know it's a little kind of a bit of a departure for the show, but uh, or for these characters, but I think uh, it'll be a kind of a cool relationship to see, to see John and McGann kind of... Uh, take things into a different direction. So I love to see the fact that they're shaking up the formula quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, and I believe that kind of wraps up everything for Supergirl. We've got two things to talk about for Arrow and a little bit to talk about as far as Legends of Tomorrow. And then we are finally all wrapped up because I am running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's uh, touch base really quick on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, we do know that Captain Cold is indeed coming back into the mix. We were re- really kind of worried when we saw the season finale. And we saw him appear kind of as a figment uh, uh, to um, Mick. And I'm not quite sure how that's still going to plan out. But uh, it sounds like we are indeed going to be picking up a version of Captain Cold that has not dealt with his adventures on the Wave Rider quite yet that will be in the mix. So they said, expect a version of the character very similar to when we first see him in Flash. So, um, so yeah, it sounds like we are going to a uh, more hardened criminal version of this character. But still with the morals that he probably always had. But it'll be a nice little shakeup. But it sounds like that is coming a lot sooner. I wouldn't be surprised if this comes back in the mid-season premiere. Yeah. So. And speaking of the mid-season premiere, I'm not sure if we talked about it here. But I am beyond excited for this return episode purely just for the concept oh and that completely agreed i think it's brilliant the title, the title of the episode is one of the best titles they've ever had to which is raiders of the lost art <laughs> so that is indeed happening on january 24th where the team will go back into the night i believe it's 1968 if memory serves correctly uh to go back and try to save rip hunter um when he is kind of forgotten who he is and they said this is due to kind of an aberration in and of itself where somebody that is scattered through time and basically they have kind of amnesia they don't remember who they are and he's just rebuilt himself as a director in hollywood 
So hence why he is making movies about his life that he thinks are just ideas. So as he's trying to piece things back together. But in this process, there is another film student that is great, uh, you know, destined for greater things. That is uh, questioning his future in the film universe. And his reason for dropping out has caused an aberration of itself, which is now affecting not Nate, not just Nate, but also um, Ray as well. Ray no longer having the uh, knowledge of being an engineer and Nate no longer being a historian. Because, of course, why wouldn't you want to be an engineer after seeing something like Star Wars? And why would you not want to be a historian after watching Indiana Jones? So they're going back in time to save a young George Lucas before he even made THX 1138. So kind of fantastic. I think it's such a brilliant story. Oh, like I, I can't wait. It's such a great idea, man. I am so excited about that episode. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's probably, out of all the episodes we've talked about, the one I'm probably most excited about <laughs> out of all these shows for quite some time because I just want to see him do it. Because Legends has all the fun in the world with the way that they plan stuff out. Yeah. But we do know where you're finally getting the team calling uh, the bad guys the Legion of Doom in this episode. You can see that in the promo. Um, so we will be seeing that, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised by the end. Again, we do see Wentworth Miller back in the mix. Um, one of the last things we now need to deal with is Arrow. There's two quick stories here. Um, Katrina Law has did indeed spoken out at this point, saying that we probably will not be seeing Nissa and Talia together in an episode this season, uh, even though we know we still have Talia coming in the very future. Uh, but right now we do know... Um, Katrina Law is very busy on another show right now, that being Training Day at CBS, and her schedule is incredibly grueling and said he she has no idea but is leaning towards no right now as far as making a return to Arrow this season. But she said she will definitely indeed be back sometime soon, but now is unfortunately just not the time. Um, and the last thing we have to talk about is we I think me and Ben both cannot remember if we did indeed go into who Laurel Lance is that we've seen in the promos. But if not, we're going to go back into it again. We do know from the promos she is indeed Black Siren from Earth 2. Uh, and now the question is what they're going to do with her character. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I know there was a rumor going around for a while, too, that they were going to make Felicity Black Canary. Yeah. Uh, and I they think do that. Well, no, I think Guggenheim has already come out and said, uh, I think his tweet exactly, when he saw the article, he retweeted the article and replied with it with, um, no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Because if they did, I'm like, all right, guys, I'm sorry, but you know how we talked about Arrow being a vital part of this, <laughs> this universe? Yeah. I, I, I think I got to step out on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So please don't ever do that. That would be a bad, bad move. Um, but yeah. So um, we do know, I have a feeling we're going to see a redemption story with her. I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. That um, makes you wonder a little bit, though, when we do see this episode and they play this out a little bit, are they going to go back to Flash? Because I think we still need to see her on that show. And I would sh assume maybe they shot a little something on uh, on that uh, one of Flash's episodes kind of showing her breaking out. They would have had to have. Um, so I think that explains her... Uh, her presence there yeah but it doesn't sound like she's going to be a full cast regular at least right now it sounds like um we are still going to see her on legends of tomorrow somewhere as well so there is a big wait and see with all of this stuff so very curious to see how it's going to play out but i have a feeling by the time we roll around into season six um she will indeed be a season regular yet again so but that kind of wraps up the news. Um, I don't know if there's anything else in that mix that you wanted to dive into or break into, uh, break down a little bit more. So no, I think I think we pretty much covered everything as we were talking about it. Um, okay. You know, I don't really think there's much else that we need to go into as far as the stories go, without having to go into uh, mid-season report cards. Yeah, uh, and which is we're doing next week anyway because that's the last uh, episode before the shows come back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, so no, I th I'm I'm pretty content with everything. I mean, I know you're like you said, you're pretty out of air. So you've been talking most of the time for the <laughs> for like the last oh, 45 uh, minutes. So it's yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, um, but no, I think that pretty much covers it for this week's issue. Uh, you know, we mentioned everything that came out of TCAs and uh, you know some of the other news that was mixed into into everything. Um, we went over everything about Gotham and the potential future of the show for the podcast. Um, and I think that pretty much covers it for this week. 
Yeah, I believe that is really, or should be everything at this point. I don't think there's anything else we can really dive into. Um, You know what, because I brought it up too, a quick recommendation is, uh, as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Wonder Woman, definitely go back and read those first couple trades from uh, the new 52. Uh, They're really easily uh, easily accessible and easy to find out there. As much as I love the new stuff that they're writing with her right now, um, that's such a unique and amazing story um, that it's really worth your time to read. Yeah. So. Uh, my recommendation for this week will be stick around for about five or six minutes after the closing music of this podcast because I will, in fact, put the uh, quick one-on-one interview I did with Rick Cosnett at Heroes and Villains. I apologize a little bit for the audio. I was It was my first time ever using a two-microphone system, and so, for some reason, the microphone I was using cut out. Uh, and never picked up properly. I think all of the audio that came from me came from Rick's microphone because we were standing right next to each other, so it, I think it picked me up. But I did enhance the audio a little bit. I kind of separated them, and uh, you can hear me clearly now. It's just not as uh, as high quality of audio as Rick's is, but you can still hear me and, and everything too. So my recommendation is stick around for five minutes after the closing music of the podcast and check out my interview with Rick Cosnett. Awesome. So uh, cheap plugs before we get out of here, as always, uh, both my podcast and Rob's podcast are both on the podcast uh, Next Level Podcast Network. Mine is the Showcast Spotlight in which we do all of our interviews with celebrities and such, uh, which, of course, can be found on iTunes, Google Play, as well as all of our other podcasts and on the website nextlevelradioonline.com. And you can check mine out, which is the Captain Crew Cast of Pods, which is a monthly geek culture podcast, uh, also on nextlevelradioonline.com. We just had our uh, most recent episode up, which was uh, wrapping up the month and the year of 2016 and the month of December, um, where we went into uh, the massive amounts of celebrity death in 2016. It's sad. We actually recorded, as we were recording, it was actually when it was announced that Debbie Reynolds passed. So we actually, uh, you hear a quick pause from us as we're right about to have that discussion. And we're like, well, crap. <laughs> and then we get right into it right, right when we come back in from the break. Uh, but we also do our best and worst of 2016. So if you haven't got a chance to check that out, uh, quite a lot of fun. We actually also did a full spoiler cast for Rogue One at the end of that episode. So it's a three-hour long podcast. Um, tons of fun. We had a we had a full uh, group that night. I think there I want to say there were six or seven of us uh, around the table for that night. But uh, great time and an absolute blast. So definitely get a chance to check that out. Um, and then I believe we will be recording again in a week or two. I still have to set a date up for that, and that will be talking about the month of January. Cool. Uh, yeah, so if that being said, I think that wraps it up for this issue of the podcast. Uh, so next week, as we had mentioned, we will have our midseason report cards as well as a recap of the return of Gotham this month, uh, which returns this week, uh, this coming Monday. By the time you're listening to this uh, tonight, as a matter of fact. Um, more stuff still coming out of Atlanta, which will be posted to the website if we don't attach it to the podcast over the course of the next week or two. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up. We thank you once again for being loyal listeners to us. And of course, if you have any opinions about anything, opinions, criticisms, comments, anything, feel free to post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC primetime. And we, you know, we always interact as best as possible. Uh, sometimes life gets a little busy and it takes us a little bit of time, but we do almost always reply um, to all of your comments. Yes, and uh, we do apologize that the news has been coming out in huge chunks. Uh, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I had a major job change, and uh, now everything is kicking into high gear as my training just wrapped up. And uh, dear God, I am uh, <laughs> gasping for air a little bit. So so it's getting harder and harder during my workday to find some time. So I am trying to get it back in there, but pretty soon that should be getting a lot easier. So Yeah. Uh, but also one thing we almost forgot to is uh, special thanks to George Shaw at georgeshawmusic.com. Thank you each and every week for the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of the show. So make sure you head over there and check out all of his other stuff and over on his SoundCloud page. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you again for listening. We hope to hear you. Uh, we hope you get to listen to us again next week. Uh, but until then, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace.
I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a note from you. We are backstage with Rick Cosnet. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a show, by the way. Formerly We're Eddie, pitching it. Yeah, formerly Eddie Thon. As long as I can be your co-host. Formerly Eddie Thon. Yeah. <laughs> formerly Eddie Eddie Thon. Well, hopefully, formerly and future Eddie Thon. Yeah, exactly. Because there's always a chance with the multiverse. Yeah, always a chance with the multiverse. But I just got off stage with you and Robbie and Mel. You did. Uh, Thank you so much for that. I, I, Thank you for having us. Honestly, yeah. we had so much fun. I, I, I seem to do a lot of panels with Robbie Amell. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have that. We do a little double act. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I appreciate you spending... How'd I do, anyway? I'm gonna you did you. amazingly well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. It was seamless. I'm very, I'm very self-conscious about it. So really? I, yeah. So I, you were amazing. Thank You're you. amazing. I stuttered a little there bit. There you are. I, my mind went, like, completely blank for a second. But that was funny. You see, mistakes are always the best part sometimes about things. Yeah. That's what we say when we're filming, too. Um, unless you really mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> but usually, usually those little mistakes are the kind of the magic, you know what I mean? So, I mean... I'm kind of. I, I loved your character Eddie in The Flash, and then I haven't had a chance to Thank watch you. Quantico Stop yet. It. Yeah. But I want to because I've heard great things about the show. But now I know you're not on Quantico anymore either. I know. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, let's just say I'm in the first half of season one, but you should watch it. I want to. It's fun. Um, my character is really fun. What's What's on the uh, What's in the future? Um, at the moment, I'm doing a romantic comedy. Um, it's a movie called Happily Never After. And, um, yeah, it's a really cute little little piece with Danielle Savory. And, um, yeah, I lo I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I just came from filming. Um, I got in early this morning. I'm going back to film on Monday. So, yeah. How do you, is this your first time in Atlanta? Have you been here before? Um, yeah, I was here filming The Vampire Diaries for six months. Okay. Um, and that was three years ago now, so it's kind of cool to come back here three years later. That yeah. was my first big American TV show. You know, I was petrified. I was, I was, um, I was paranoid that I had a sty on my eye and that, you know, that I that I was going to get kind of like. Um, but I got through it, and and that character was so wonderful. It's it's nice to kind of come back to Atlanta now and kind of reminisce on how great a time that was um, for me. Um, it's all about me at the moment, oh, obviously. That's what, that's what this interview is. It's backstage with Rick Cosnett. Exactly. Um, I'm you know what? I'm just for, for, for giggles, uh, the next interview I do tomorrow, I'm going to yeah. say I'm backstage. This is backstage with Rick Cosnett, and I'm interviewing. Wonderful. Uh, Can you do that? And then talk about me. Yes, we'll talk about you. So what do you think of Rick Cosnett? <laughs> yeah, gosh, I've just talked about myself this whole Have conversation. Have you to meet Rick Cosnett yet here in Heroes <laughs> Yes. You can just publicize the hell out of me. That's what it's gonna I'm be. all for it. It's going to be a new show. Um, no, but I do. I love Atlanta. Um, I, I for uh, mostly for that reason. Yeah. This is my first time in Atlanta, so I'm I flew in last night. I'm I'm loving it. It's awesome. Where are you from? I'm actually from Philadelphia. Oh wow, yeah. it's great. So, Never been there, but I've always wanted should, to go to Philly. Yeah. It's very quintessential well, American. Of, yeah, a lot of history. Right. Independence Hall, signing mm -hmm. of the Declaration of Independence, all that. We're so desensitized to it, though, because we're within minutes of it. So we never oh, really? really? Right. And you grew up with all of that, yeah, whereas so I didn't, and I find it fascinating. That's why I love coming here to Atlanta. I mean, CNN centers outside. I didn't even know there's a big Ferris wheel outside. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a big sky thing. I saw it when I was sitting in traffic coming back. From people in Atlanta are nice. They're kind. They're good, good Southern people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to take up any more of your time, because uh, I know it's a busy... Well, really, yeah, because I hate talking about myself. <laughs> but this it's really uncomfortable for me. Uh, but uh, hopefully, we get to see you again on the Flash. Yes, uh, or any I'm hoping. For, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pushing for it too. So, season three. Yeah. You never, look out. You never know with the multiverse. Exactly. You never know, Rick. Awesome thank man. Thank you again for being on stage with me, and thank you for the interview. Oh, my pleasure. So, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.